Hello, hello, this is Karate Kid Master Dojo, this is Master Craig. How's everybody doing today? Feeling pretty good here. Uh, just uh, can't wait to uh, do our podcast today. Been very busy lately. Uh, remember, um, this uh, podcast is based on the teaching of, of Mr. Miyagi in the Karate Kid movie, and also too the teachings of Daniel LaRusso in the TV series Cobra Kai. Now, one of the things that uh, Daniel uh, covered inside the uh, TV series was a heightened state of awareness for a martial artist. So martial artists always have that certain sense of heightened state of awareness that helps them to be able to react well to emergency situations or to, you know, help out whenever a situation arises, or to be able to defend themselves. Also, too, um, one, of the th- one of the teachings of Miyagi-Do Karate is how the concept of defense works. Like um, the fact that uh, when, when someone attacks, how uh, being passive and defensive helps you in a martial arts situation. And we'll be talking about that a little bit today. Now, our topic today is centered on the, um, the uh, game of geocaching. So our topic today is geocaching. Now, for those people that have never heard of geocaching, geocaching is a, a fun activity that you can do. Um, I first heard about it when I was in the Boy Scouts. I was in Boy Scouts for about 10 years. Now, uh, I'm a little bit older, so we didn't exactly do it when I was in Boy Scouts. But uh, some of my, um, you know, later on, some of the, uh, my nephews and, and so and so forth were doing um, Boy Scouts. And I heard uh, that that was a, a popular thing among Boy Scouts to do is geocaching. And they explained that they would um, use the GPS coordinates and, uh, on their phone to find um, uh, treasure troves around the world. So... Um, it's a, it's a very fun game. There's actually a website called www.geocaching.com. You can go to it. You can make a free account. And then you can find all the geocaches that are around. Now, most of these geocaches have a log in them. And inside the log, you, you take a pen and you write down that you were there and what date you were there on. Then you go ahead and uh, you can take a picture of the area that you were in or close to it so you don't give away the, the, uh, the cache um, and say you were there. You know, and then on the website, you can uh, note that you found it, okay? Um, it's, it's a fun game. Now, this is a game that I play with my son, Xander, and I've actually invited him uh, here as a guest today. Hello, Xander. How are you doing today? Hi. So I, got a, I brought Xander in here today to, uh, to ask him a few questions about uh, geocaching and about his awareness skills uh, when he plays, his dodge, plays dodgeball. So anyways, um, the background for, for this topic today comes from uh, a TV show that I liked um, a little while back called Psych. Now in this show, Sean Spencer, who's the, um, the main character, um, he is a, um, was uh, taught by his dad. His dad always played games with him when he was a kid, um, teaching, him to, uh, teaching him good awareness skills, teaching him the skills of deduction and being a detective. And his dad himself was on the police force. So um, with all that training that his dad gave him, he became a great detective. Unfortunately, though, he wasn't taken seriously um, 
in his response to become a detective in the Santa Barbara police force. So in order for him to get a job, he pretended that he was psychic and he would um, go through a series of dramatic um, relevation in a scenarios where he's like, um, you know, acting like he's psychic and he's, uh, um, he's calling on the mystical forces and so on and so forth. But he really would just use his detective skills that were taught to him to figure out the crime. And he was a really good detective. He just didn't get the respect. So he, he conjured this, uh, this false narrative in order for him to become a detective and a counsel for the uh, Santa Barbara police force. So um, I, I kind of do the same thing with my kids um, in a way, and that's why they're so good at uh, noticing things, plus the game of geocaching that we play. Now, first, I wanted to ask Xander a question here. Um, hey, Xander, why do you like geocaching? Well, mostly because it's basically a treasure hunt around the world. You can just go on to geocaching.com and make your own account and then go on your GPS and look for some geocaches. Now, um, what was your favorite find so far? What was one of your favorite caches? Definitely this one. That's basically the case of hidden in plain sight. What it is, it's a, p a piece of the electrical box, but it's actually magneted onto the electrical box. People walk past it and no one notices it. But when, you, when you're geocaching and you, and you go there and you actually find it, it's magneted at the bottom and then you can open it up and get the log. Wow, so it looked like it was part of the electrical box, but it just pulled right off, right? Yes. Um, it's pretty. That's pretty sneaky, huh? Uh, what was your What was your second favorite one? Uh, my second favorite one was probably this birdhouse that was on a tree. Now, first of all, you're like, wait, how can that possibly be a geocache? Well, it's actually a fake bird box. It's actually filled with this black concrete I think but then at the bottom there's a fishing line and a hole and you stick your finger through the hole and then you get the you pull it out and then you open it up and get the log well that's pretty sneaky we, we've actually found a few of those haven't we yes definitely um, so a lot of times uh, um, because we've we found at least 40 of these uh, geocaches in the uh, Cape Coral area uh, we start to notice sometimes some of the similar uh, types of hides that people do. Like, uh, I think we found probably uh, three of the birdhouse type, the fake birdhouse type of uh, things. Uh, we've also found the, they use, they like to use the uh, light stands that are in uh, parking lots of like restaurants and you lift up the piece of uh, metal shielding and right there at the post of the, uh, the, the post there, there's usually a, a cache there. And we found at least three or four of those so far um, in our lookings around. Now also too, we've, we've also found them in signs. Sometimes there's a, a, a fake nut, like you just pull it out and all of a sudden there's a geocache um, in it, a log, um, or it's dangling in the middle of the sign and you have to you know, fish and line it up, pull it out, and then notice it. Uh, the funny thing is, is that all of these things are, like Xander was saying, are all hidden in plain sight. Uh, we had been uh, around to some of these stores and restaurants many, many times, and we never even noticed that they were there. Uh, for example, in the Cape Coral area, there's one in the, uh, uh, on the sign of Home Depot. There's one on Firehouse Subs. There's one on Dairy Queen, AutoZone, right behind the 7-Eleven. They're all over the place. 
and and most people would never even notice that they were there. Um, it was pretty cool. Um, hey Xander, um, what are um, what are non-cashers or non-geo people called? <laughs> They're called muggles. Muggles, just like in uh, in the uh, Harry Potter movies, huh? Yes. Yeah, muggles are non-magical folk for those that don't follow the Harry Potter series. Um, and that's what geocachers call people that don't don't geocache. So um, it's kind of funny. You know, a lot of times we, uh, we say stuff like uh, we hit it so that muggles don't find it, um, the different caches that we hide. Um, one, of the, one of the big reasons why I like to geocache is because I like doing it with my kids. You know, Xander and I do it quite a bit. Gabrielle comes with us sometimes. And uh, we have a lot of fun geocaching together for a couple hours. Okay. Um, but the um, second part of this topic that I wanted to cover today, um, not only the awareness skills that we use in geocaching, the detective skills, but also just the, um, the overall awareness skills, um, the more active ones when you're moving around. And that is a game that we play in our studio here called Dodgeball. Now, Do uh, Xander here, he's well known as being the Dodgeball King. In fact, a lot of the kids try and get him out all the time. And when they get Xander out, it's a big deal because uh, Xander's hard to get out and he gets a lot of people out when he plays the game. So uh, Xander, uh, why are you so good at Dodgeball? Well, basically because I have my eyes all over the battlefield. First of all, if there's someone on one side and I'm on the other side, I can see them. And if they throw at me, I can block it. Very good. Um, how, how do you get people out when you, uh, when you play dodgeball? What do you look for? First of all, I wait for them to throw. So then as soon as they're about to throw, I throw at them and hit them usually in the chest or the armpit or the leg. So you, you attack them when they're throwing at you, huh? Yes, because that makes them more vulnerable. Very good. You know, that's, that's the main reason why uh, Miyagi-Do Karate worked in the, um, in the Karate Kid movies and also um, in the Cobra Kai TV series. Uh, a lot of people like Cobra Kai, and I do too. I like both. Um, but a lot of people like Cobra Kai because they think it's, uh, it's offensive, it's direct, it's powerful. And then people wonder, why is, uh, is Miyagi-Do being passive, uh, reflective, defensive? Why are they... Uh, even a, even can compete with the Cobra Kai. The Cobra Kai is so so uh, so uh, on offense, ready to score points. And what the biggest reason is is because um, you leave yourself vulnerable to attack whenever you attack someone else. So when you take a punch or a kick at somebody, you open yourself up to get hit. Okay, um, and that's why if you if you know back in the day when I was a little younger, we did a lot of um, heavy uh, free sparring and. A lot of times we'd, we'd face each other and ne neither one of us wanted to, to throw an attack because as soon as you throw an attack, you left yourself open to get kicked in the groin or kicked in the ribs um, and so on and so forth. So it's better to keep your guard up and to stay back um, and wait for them to throw a punch at you because then you could, you could uh, attack them. And then also too, when you watch these UFC fighters, it's the same thing. When they open themselves up, the other person, if they find an opening, they move in and they get you. And that's how I've seen a lot of the uh, UFC fighters get knocked out is when they're, they're caught on the offensive and then uh, they don't do enough at the defensive. Um, now, um, are there any, any other strategies that you use when you play dodgeball? Well, there's one fun strategy where I throw a ball up to where uh, 
it's above their head, and then they reach up to block it. And then when they reach up to block it, they're vulnerable, so then I throw them, at, I throw a wall at their foot, and it hits them. Most hey, the you're pretty good at hitting those people in the foot. I noticed that. A lot of times, uh, he'll, I'll notice in dodgeball, they'll, he'll throw a shot, and it hits him right in the foot. Not in the shin or the knee, but right in the foot. It's like the, the hardest thing to block when you're playing dodgeball, especially if you're tall. If you're tall, we always have the strategy to try and hit them in the legs because um, when people are tall, it's a little easier to get them out, and we have to teach them how to leg block. So anyways, um, um, taking all these awareness skills, the awareness skills, the detective uh, awareness skills that you learn in, um, in geocaching and in the active awareness skills that you use in dodgeball, and uh, how do you practice those at home? Well, one, you could just uh, come to the studio and we play an awesome game of dodgeball. That's, that's one thing you could do. Um, but at home, what, a couple things you can do are this. If you decide to, to become a geocacher, um, uh, Xander and I here, we've, um, we, there's a lot of times the, the geocaches are along trails. So we end up um, walking for long distances to find certain caches. We walk around a lot. Usually get a lot of steps in, which is pretty good. Um, and then there's this one long stretch of trail that had geocaches all the way down it. And Xander and I would bring our bikes and we'd, uh, we'd bike it the whole way so that we can bike. Like every thousand feet or so, there was another geocache and there, there was like 20 or 30 of them up and down this path. And we'd bring our bike um, and do the geocaches that way. Um, in both those scenarios, whether you're walking or biking, uh, you get a lot of exercise. So that's a lot of fun for geocachers to get a lot of exercise and take those walks. Now, uh, one exercise that you can do at home is you can play a game um, with your kids or, or the kids, you guys can play a game with each other and try and find around the room 10 things that are out of the ordinary. Or when you're walking around at a store, try and find 10 things that are out of the ordinary, things that you wouldn't normally notice and point them out to you, play a game that way. Say, this is out of the ordinary. Uh, for example, like right here in the studio, I noticed that two of the bins that I'm looking at, they have labels on them, um, they're facing the wrong direction. You know, and the other ones are all facing this direction. That's something out of the ordinary that you can notice, okay? Um, you could also play I Spy with My Little Eye. That's a, that's a game that, uh, that kids play a lot. Where you can notice uh, colors. Like in the studio here, there's a lot of things that are blue. Um, so you can uh, uh, try and do different games with uh, colors and shapes. Uh, I spy something that's a rectangle or square, you know. Um, so that's a lot of fun, and that, those kind of games help. Also, too, when you're driving, you can play the license plate game, you know, because that's a lot of fun, too, to notice different license plates from, from around, the, uh, around the country. Um, also, too, you could... Uh, you could play a game of looking at something and trying to remember the details. Like for example, I've had a magazine and I put up, put up an ad and show Xander or Gabrielle um, and say, look, you know, um, now I take it away. What do you remember on, that was on that page? And see how fast their deduction skills are at remembering things when they see it. Uh, for example, one of the games that I play um, is that when I'm driving, I see a license plate and I usually make a, like a word up or a funny acronym based on the letters and the numbers that are in the license plate. And that game's quite useful just in case someone was ever getting an accident and it was a hit and run and then you could take the what you remember off the license plate, give it to the cops, then that person can be caught and brought to justice.
So a lot of those things are really good. Uh, awareness skills like that are really good to help everybody out in your community. And uh, lastly, a more active awareness game to play is to use a blocker and have someone attack you. And then you block and counter with one or more techniques. And that would work more on your, your active awareness skills, similar to what we talked about during the dodgeball game. Another thing, too, we always talk about um, in the Karate Kid Master Dojo here about what our mission is. And our mission, of course, is always to learn martial arts through everyday work, thus creating life, increased productivity, and a better world. And one way to make a better world is, is to uh, help out others. Like, for example, uh, Xander and I play the geocache game, but we also, too, uh, sponsor five geocaches in the Cape Coral area. So um, we set up the um, the caches themselves, and we put logs in them, and we, we even have little toys in them for the kids. We like to encourage kids to play the game. So there's like little erasers or little, little toys inside so that kids can feel like they got something uh, special from that cache. Um, they could add up all their little treasures for the day. And, uh, and feel that they have enjoyed themselves playing geocaching. Um, we also have them logged on geocaching.com. We actually even have um, a geocache right behind our studio here. So we, we've made, we call them funny names. So at our studio here in Florida, we have a geocache that's called Do a Crane Kick. And uh, the description of the geocache tells them to go on the back hill and do a crane kick and then look up and uh, they'll see the geocache. So a lot of people have gone back there and pretend like they're doing a crane kick or some kind of flamingo or ibis kick, and then they uh, find the geocache, take a prize, and it's fun. It's a lot of fun. And we call that paying it forward, paying it forward, okay, so that other people can enjoy the game as well. So I hope you guys enjoyed our podcast today. I wanted to thank uh, Xander here for coming on my uh, show and being a guest show. Thanks a lot, Xander. You're welcome. And um, just like always, um, tune in for other episodes uh, that are coming up soon. Um, I'm not sure which one I'm going to do next. Uh, I usually let uh, my creative juices flow and figure out uh, which one to do and then uh, uh, what's applicable in my uh, life right now, and then um, and also too striking a balance between some of the fun ones and some of the ones that involve the more of the work as well. So I hope you enjoyed our our cast today, and um, like always, uh, enjoy the rest of your day. And remember, this is Karate Kid Master Dojo. This is Master Craig. Take care. Bye bye. <laughs>